Hey, happy Wednesday, everyone. You are listening to mutinyradio.fm and .sf, and right now we're going to have an awesome Zoom call with our Glasgowian friends from Scotland, Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. We're going to hook them in in just a second. Super excited, Andy Talbot's new book, Old Wounds, New Skin. Yeah, you can't get it anymore. It's sold out. Second printing sold out. Exciting stuff. All right, we're going to be right back with Choose Poetry, Choose Life with your hosts, Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot here on Mutiny Radio. Choose poetry, choose life here on Mutiny Radio. I need to turn up the volume on my device. Oh, nope, it is. Everything's good. I should be hearing the people. I, oh, because. So there it is. Now, now we're cooking with um, grease. So, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, welcome to all of those who may not be regulars in our little Choose Poetry CPCL community. Um, and yeah, so I am going to hand it over to Andy and we also have an awesome musical guest from San Francisco today. He'll be joining us in a little bit and his name is Ted Saravasi. I used to play blues with him in San Francisco and some jazz, some light jazz and not, but not the Kenny. When I say that, I don't mean like Kenny G shit. I mean like early jazz, like. 30s and 20s jazz by legends. So anyways, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Andy and we'll start the show. Can I, can I say something before we start? Sorry, it'd be awfully rude and all that. Dan and I, Dan and I, I want to do something together. Okay. Okay. So whenever our spot is, we're going to do it. John knows it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Thank you. That would be awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Uh, I'm Andy. That was Erin. And we have Pam over on Mutiny Radio. Um, yeah, we don't have any rules. Just don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> I think I say this every time I speak. Even when I'm not on here, I just introduce myself like, hi, I'm Andy. Don't be a dick. Um, no, cool. We'll dive right in. Um, I have some new shit later. Um, a few of you will have already heard it. Who have we got waiting? Got someone waiting. Get in the room. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so first we're going to finally have someone who, um, who we kept missing um, because of time zones and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, so this is Kelly Van Nelson all the way from Australia. Wow. Morning, Andy. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? 
I'm good, yeah, and I did. I missed about the last four shows. I don't know why. I just couldn't get my time zones into gear. And then nah, daylight savings it. and everything, it never works out. <laughs> but it's six in the morning, so I'm just going to do a familiar piece, if that's okay. Um, yeah. Can we get one piece? Yeah. No, no, um, like, literally is, like, normally like five, six minutes, but we're not going to cut you off. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'll do two then. Um, I'm going to do a piece of couple, and I know quite a few uh, people here today, so you might have heard this one, but I'll open up with a, a piece called Cube. Multiple dimensions formulate the shape of a cube, just as multiple dimensions formulate me. This is my one-sided story. When I was a struggling high school kid, mean girls used to call me square, assuming it a flat two-dimensional insult. But I knew it was the basis on which I could build a pyramid or a cube or whatever wonder took my mood. On the surface, I flash smile at passers-by, showing only the angle I want them to see. People who know me well see my other sides, loving every corner of who I am. Others kiss my cheek with their tongue in their own cheek, spreading gossip, ignorant of the fact that they are two-faced. Multiple dimensions formulate the shape of a cube, just as multiple dimensions formulate me. So here I am saying I have more than one face, making me two face two. I'm not too ashamed, cheeks and flame, to say it. Every person needs more than two sides to have any fun when rolling life's dice. And while socially, three is company, it's far better to have a fourth wall. Hey, you, I'm not alone in thinking this, am I? Multiple dimensions formulate the shape of a cube. How many dimensions formulate you? Only I can be held responsible for the shape my life takes moving 54 pieces in combination through 43.2 quintillion variations of a Rubik's Cube, making moves in the right order to create harmony amidst chaotic disorder. For a while, you helped me build a fifth side, adding bricks of confidence cemented with superficial friends paying social dividends, an architecturally flawed structure trespassing on the solid square base of my solitary childhood. You framed the future as sturdy enough to keep a roof over my head, allowing me to call your house our home, until I realized I had a sixth sense, a waterproof silver lining within the roof, keeping me dry from the storm of lies, muting the sound of incomprehensible cries, brimming with enough instinct to know the only love I ever saw, smelled, taste, heard and could touch, meant nothing if sixth sense curdled my gut, from the certainty of knowing you'd put a roof above another's head and flexed your muscles inside their bed, and I hadn't misread the diabolically dire situation. You were convinced my cube would cave in, when I made the move to demolish every brick you ever laid atop my foundations, collapsing our roof to ground zero. But I'm still here with 43.199 quintillion new moves to make. And now I've removed the toxic side of my life that was you. I've discovered it's easier to think outside a box with no ceiling, looking at blue sky. Multiple dimensions formulate the shape of a cube, just as multiple dimensions formulate me. This is my one-sided story. I'm not asking you to take sides. Thank you. That is Cube. Open up with that one because it wake me up. <laughs> and I've got a second piece for you. It's new. It's maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks old. So I've done it a couple of times. But this is something that I was trying to write to capture my childhood, which was in Newcastle upon Tyne. You can hear a couple of British accents on here. So this is sort of new. And it's called Breaking the Rules. I broke every rule when I graduated school. At 16, 
with certificates filled with GCSEs. Grade A, but still no university degree, I couldn't afford to pay the fee when everything I earned from sweeping floors at the hairdressers, serving six-pack bread buns in the bakers, flipping burgers wrapped in greaseproof paper, went to paying the council official dividends courtesy of government lip service assistance for the four walls of broadcast housing, camouflaged in a concrete jungle. Even the SAS would struggle to rescue the girl who always knew life came with a daily renewed mission. I broke every rule when I became a mule, smuggling my underage innocence beneath feigned self-confidence onto the bus to London down a one-way street travelling from Newcastle on a ticket bought without parental guidance. Because even though they say blood is thicker than water, it can also clot the veins. And I wanted to cut the reins from my mother and never look back. And Papa didn't care since the day he left me standing alone there while he rushed upstairs with a burst artery that flooded his heart with bleeding instead of beating, never coming back downstairs again to see the girl cut off her pigtails to transform into someone that dovetails seamlessly into society. I broke every rule when I kept my cool because nobody who comes from a broken home wants to be broken. So I survived alone in the big smoke with a few pounds tucked in my coat, pocket, a pocket rocket, spending the rest on night school to show the world I was no fool, even though the Queen's English evaded thee and privilege passed over me. I was damn smart, playing the part, refining my art, giving myself a kick start, following premeditated flow chart into a job, answering the phone, faxing memo, trying to erase the memories of neglected younger self and all the deeply rooted fears that I was never going to be good enough and imposter syndrome would forever be my only companion. I broke every rule not to be cruel, but to be kind to myself when my boss chose to remind me that I had made it so far as to fly the cuckoo's nest and I should never rest until I succeeded in making the migration from there to here worthwhile, never clipping my own frantically flapping wings because only you can spread those wings and fly so high I could well see Papa and he might just see the woman I'd grown up to be. I broke every rule when I put on a jewel hat corporate executive with a feather in my cap and a cap in my hand, working 24-7 building organizational brands, rooted scars ingrained in a sonnet with that feather and cap overshadowed in mental pain from the threat of a sting from the bee in my bonnet, buzzing so loudly as to struggle to remember that I really did cut those pigtails off. And it's time to tell tales of truth overflowing with what's real, helping to heal the soul who broke and was put back together on an open mic, bearing every crack in the spotlight, not caring if this, form, this poem is filled with so many loose threads, it can never be wound on a spool, because I'm still the goddamn sharpest tool in the box that you can't box me into. Because I'll always be the girl who broke every rule in the school, who grew into a woman who would rather rhyme to make a dime than recline and decline back into old school. That's me this morning. Thank you. And it's sunrise outside here in Sydney, so it's so beautiful. And I'm glad I made it. Yay! 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 No, cheers for coming. That was, that was awesome. That's the first time I've ever heard you, actually. Um, that's insane, like, I, I, I know, and I see you everywhere. I know. That yeah. cube is amazing. <laughs> nah, that's like, yeah, so I, I thought the accent was Newcastle a bit there. Yeah, yeah, West um, Enton. Uh, sadly, I'm in Sunderland, yeah, so. There you go, ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> we'll chat about that later. <laughs> I don't want to be, trust us, I don't want to be. Yeah, right, thank you. West Enton, you know. Thank you, thanks for having me. <laughs> that's all right.
Um, okay, so next, I think we're going to go to Jeff, if I remember rightly, because I haven't got the schedule printed out. I'm just sort of doing it off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. My, my accent's not as interesting, so uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so Americans these days are pretty concerned with politics. I wonder why. And uh, I don't I don't usually do political material, but I dug out a couple of oldies that have a political bent. And this one, this first one, I did uh, back when George W. Bush was the president. It's called Border Crossing. Where are you from, Toronto? Where are you heading today, sir? Cincinnati. Business or pleasure? Pleasure. Excuse me? Pleasure. In Cincinnati? That's right. Huh. What's the purpose of your trip to Cincinnati, sir? Visiting a friend. A friend? How did you meet this friend? Uh, went to school with her, stayed in touch. She went to school in Toronto. That's correct. Huh. What's the name of this friend, sir? Caroline Zink. Zink? What the hell kind of a name is Zink? Did you just make that up? No, it's her name. What's the address and phone number of this Caroline Zink? Here, I have it written on this card. Hmm. What do you do for a living? I'm an editor with a magazine. What magazine would that be, sir? Sir, could you please speak up? Um, it's... Divorce magazine. Divorce magazine. Yes. Sir, are you aware of the penalties for lying to a United States Customs official? I'm not lying. Are you telling me there is a real magazine called Divorce Magazine? Yes, it's a self-help guide and a reference for divorce professionals. Huh. I'm serious. You can look it up online right now on divorcemagazine.com. Huh. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to open your bag for me. Well, there really isn't much in it. Just, Sir, are you aware of the penalties for disobeying a United States Customs official? I'm not disobeying, I'm just saying, sir, are you aware how easy it would be right now for me to ban you from entering into the United States for the rest of your life? Yes, I am. Here you go. What's this down here, sir? Just towels, some clothes, a few books and CDs. What are these little books here? Why do they all look the same? Why is your name on all of them, sir? Oh, I made those myself. They're gifts. Are you planning to sell these? No, they're just gifts. We're friends. Tell me the truth, sir. Are you going to sell merchandise in our country? Are you stealing money from America? No, I am not. Huh. What about these CDs here, sir? Why is your picture on all the covers? Uh, more gifts for friends. Just some poetry I recorded. Are you one of those spoken word performers? Are you going to damage our nation's morale with your subversive poetry and then sell your CDs for our citizens' hard-earned cash? No, I am not. Sir, are you aware of how many spoken word performers we deport every year to Syria? Are you aware of the kinds of torture they have there? No, I am not. And why did you name these CDs Cracktastic? Are you on crack, sir? No, it's just a joke. Sir, there's nothing funny about drug abuse. Are you carrying drugs on your person right now, sir? No, I am not. Yet your passport says you were in Amsterdam only two years ago. I I'm sorry, I, I don't see the connection. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to strip. Excuse me? You heard me, punk. You are going to remove all your clothes so that our officers can search your body cavities for drugs and poetry. Um, in, all these, in front of all these other passengers? Sir, do you want me to pull out my taser? Is that what you want, sir? Look, it's all the same to you guys. How about I just save you the trouble of turning me away? I'll pick up my things and head back home, and you can go about your business. I don't understand, sir. Well, I've changed my mind. I don't really want to visit your country anymore. Sir, am I to understand that you are verbally disrespecting our nation? Are you not aware that America is a haven of freedom and justice and liberty and freedom, too? And a fine job you're doing, I must say, but I think I'll take my chances up here in uh, socialist hell. 
Huh. All right, sir. You have yourself a good time over there in Sweden. Canada. Whatever, sir. So that was called border crossing. And uh, something uh, a little special. This is um, what I want you to do. I want you all to unmute for this one because this is kind of an audience response one. This is kind of a, uh, what do you call? Yeah, audience response. That'll, 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 that's good enough. So what I want you to do, I'm going to say a series of statements in different characters. And when I hold up my hand like this, I just want you to go, yay. Just a bored, yay. Oh. Yay. And when I, wave, when I wave my hand like this, I want you to clap and go, yay, and all that. Yay. 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 Out of sync, but we'll make it work. Um, this is called politics. Oh God! And I'm going to make life better for every citizen of this community. Yay! I'm going to cut your taxes. Yay! I'm going to ensure that our community has fresh air, clean drinking water, and a universal power grid run on natural renewable energy. Yay! I'm going to cut your taxes. I won't rest one minute until all the adults in this community, regardless of gender, race, or age, have equal opportunity for employment and education. I'm going to cut your taxes! I'm going to invest into building a state-of-the-art transit system that covers every neighborhood, minimizes wait times, and rarely ever delays or breaks down. Yay. I'm going to cut your taxes! Yay. I'm going to stop all the violence in this community and ensure that everyone feels safe on our streets, day or night. Yay. I'm going to cut your taxes! Yay. I have a plan to solve the community's homelessness problem in a way that leaves all citizens with dignity, self-respect, and affordable housing. I'll do whatever it takes until every member of this community reaches his or her full potential and maximum self-actualization. Yay. Yay. I'm going to cut your taxes. Yay. Yay. I, I will somehow find a way to make sure that every member of this community gets laid every single night with Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Or David Beckham, or both. Yeah. Yeah. Smack everyone in the face with a waffle iron, and then maybe I'll cut your taxes. I'm going to cut your taxes. Yeah. I hate you because you're a bunch of pansy pinko wimps, and I hope you all die alone in horrible agony. Hey! Hey! Oh, to fuck with this. I'm going to withdraw from the race to vote for him. Yay! Yay. I never said I was going to cut your taxes. Yay! We love you! A little awkward, but I think we made it work. It's called politics.
That was hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so the person who's here left isn't here. Right. Yeah, so we'll go to John. Is that okay? It's John! Yes. yes. Okay! Very well. We'll go to me. Here's a flash fiction piece called Stratinsky's Couch. After the poetry feature, Sarita invited me to the party. You could meet Igor Stratinsky, she said. Sorry, I have to visit a sick friend. I reached into my satchel for a booklet. But you can take these poems I've written. They contain all my thoughts and feelings. It'll almost be like I'm there. On my drive home on the I-5, I imagined my booklet sitting on the poetry professor's couch with a slice of cheese and making conversation with a woman whose cleavage was as deep as a canyon on Mars. The latter would be difficult because my poems are always tongue-tied around the opposite sex. The next day, Sarita called me to say my booklet was a huge success and that Stratinsky had invited it to dinner the following weekend. This gave me an idea. On Monday morning, I went to the office, propped one of my booklets in front of my computer and left for the week. To my surprise, there was a bonus in my next paycheck along with a note from my boss saying, well done. I began using the booklets as stand-ins for all the things I didn't have time to do. I left one at my girlfriend's apartment because she said I never spent enough time with her. I put one on my pillow so I could always get eight hours sleep, even when I stayed up late. The extra time freed me up to master the skills I'd always wanted to try, skydiving, yoga, and Japanese swordsmanship. I went to a few classes but found it easier to send the booklets in my place. Then I came up with the ultimate plan. I left one of my booklets at my writing table with a handful of pens and a stack of legal pads. After that, I let things take care of themselves and spent my days at the beach or shopping for fresh vegetables at farmer's markets. Little did I know my booklet would become more known for writing editorials than poems. One night, I turned on Fox News and saw him being interviewed on Hannity and Combs, being shorter than the moderator. He was uneasy sitting in the guest chair. Whoever applied the makeup to his cover had done a poor job. It dripped and streaked under the hot TV lights. I'm sick of those sniveling whiners who think the world owes them a living, my booklet said. I got where I am through hard work. Nobody ever gave me anything. Next thing I knew, my booklet was running for Congress, saying he was a businessman, not a politician, and proposing to run the government like a business. Did I mention that my booklet was a businessman, not a politician? By August, my booklet was ahead in the polls by 15%. Then the LA Times broke a story about him visiting a prostitute and paying with a debit card. At first, he blamed it all on the liberal media, but the evidence was right there on page 23 in a poem entitled, I Visit a Prostitute and Pay with a Debit Card. Things went south after that. My girlfriend threw the booklet out of her apartment, and my boss told him to pack up his effects. Soon, my life was back where it had started. I still leave a copy of my booklet at my writing desk, though, because it's such a wonderful thing when a poem writes itself. Do we have time for one more? I'll do one more short one. It's called The Breakup. 
After spending 90 minutes in rush hour traffic, I stumbled through my front door and found my living room couch standing in the entryway with two suitcases at its feet. We have to talk, it said. You're upset. Let's go to the living room and discuss this. I circled my couch and tried to take the raincoat off its shoulders. You never spend time with me anymore. My couch whirled to face me. I've been under a lot of pressure at work, the new project. Work, if it's not work, it's karate lessons, Zen retreats, or poetry readings. And when you get home, you microwave dinner, do those exercises for your sore back and go to bed. I've hardly seen you in a month. I just want things to go back to how they used to be, my couch continued. Remember how we spent hours binge watching The Wire, or how you used to sleep in on weekends and then listen to NPR while sipping cloud and mist tea? Look, once I get the quarterly reports out, we'll spend a whole Saturday together. I'll get a pizza in one of those Game of Thrones books. You're too late. My couch opened the door and waved at the taxi in the parking lot. I found a two-bedroom apartment in Encinitas. If you don't appreciate me, it's tenant will. From the doorway, I watched the driver strap my couch on the taxi's roof and drive away. As the brake lights disappeared into the rainy night, I felt a gnawing suspicion that I'd lost something irreplaceable. Thank you. Thank you. That was that was awesome. I think I'd heard that first one before. Oh, hey, thanks. I think. I think. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, the list's just been put in the chat, so everyone probably knows who's up next, but I can't remember. So I'm gonna quickly dive in and check that. Ah, oh, we're gonna go to Finn. I think. Is this is this what you were talking about, Finn? Right, sorry, unmute myself. There we go. Yeah, me and Dane together. This is a piece that we wrote last week, I think. And it stemmed from, if you don't know already, I haven't seen it, a verse that I found in an old, book, old, old notebook of my mini from many years ago. And I put this verse on Facebook and a few folk went, oh, more, there must be more. And I stared at it all day and couldn't get more. And then I was chatting to Dane at night and he just... Um, he said something, he said a line, and I just, I was like, okay, I wrote something, I put it back to him, and then he just wrote something and put it back to me. And before you know it, well, before, maybe five hours later, we'd done this piece. Well, we'd done most of it and, and tidied it up afterwards. So this is called Not All As It Appears, and Dane starts with a verse piece, so. Okay, Dane. All right. When you are born, you come in in the middle of everyone else's movie. Here's an intersection of two writers from different parts of the world in a time of pandemic through the telescope of humanity over time, touching love and loss and an aspiration for understanding some small part of the mystery of life. Not all as it appears. She always wore a single white rose on her satin lapel and looked quite stunning. His black suit was spotless and he appeared very dashing. Together they made an engaging couple and heads turned whenever they walked arm in arm down the street. 
but who could begin to guess their shared deep secret from their dark and dangerous past? When former partners, each of them, lay in bloody postures buried six feet below the ground. Sitting in a shadowed cafe, Dane looked out and saw the passing couple. Nothing looks back from this, he said to no one in particular. Finishing his JD and scraping a seat on the well-worn floor, he got up and went out into the street. The unfinished idol was giving thin fits, so at his desk, sitting idly, spending old coins from a corner of the drawer, wondering if an idea from ghost notebooks from other lifetimes ago would winking back smile as to what they were on about, dancing in felt hats, the room is filled only with the whisper, wobble, unwinding, falling of the two key, and fingers tapping. Somewhere, somehow, the pretended debonair couple had a past that must be uncovered. No fancy clothes would be able to hide their dirty laundry once deeper searches were begun. No murdered memories, whether real or supposed, would be left unturned. Sacred cows will be sacrificed at the altar of improbability in the search for the past. I saw you laughing in the dark, your senses dulled by the mist of glamour hiding the truth. Do you put sugar in your cornbread? Of course you don't. Her freckles blinking, transparent, as she giggled laughing, fully reeling him in with the stories of life on the river, the Mississippi. Her story rolled on. You'll see. That was a, a raging debate. It did not end there. The fight went on about catfish. Let me tell you, get everything you need together, assembled and ready. The fish has to be dead. Make, make yourself certain of that. Uh, behind the gills, begin the cutting. Just around the fish, all the way, just through the skin, carefully cutting. If you have a handy tree branch ready, by the gills, hang the fish. If you're in a kitchen, just use what is handy use some pliers or something from the head to the tail, pull off the skin, start the fillet near the tip of the tail, lard in the big black cast iron skillet melting, fry them up to golden delight. They walk every night, just around midnight. Footsteps, erratic, never repeating. Why are we concerned as to what's particular here? Bodies buried, not deep, but deep enough to hide. Whenever way the fish wriggles, we will dig the truth, that's clear. Words from distant corners pierce together over some malt and barley as you talk about the quid pro quo. I point out I don't speak Spanish, but that doesn't put you off. The past will be uncovered, uncorked like some perspex bottle of, well, whatever is your poison. Everyone's had neighbours at some point, and even though the bombs were falling, Somebody must have been there. The noisy neighbor lived over Ma Cameron's for years and years, knitting since the war, crochet and tatting, claims to have never seen or heard a thing. Oh gosh, there's lots of folks all dressed in big red heads around this part of town. Nothing shows anybody would notice or know anything perplexing, much less erratic. Now, I have heard stories, some say, Spirits and ghosts, and some say gangster and his gal. My advice, even though you are not asking for it, is that you not uncork any old bottles of poison if you know best how to be. Take up a hobby, learn a language for fun, 
Latin or Spanish will keep you busy. We're not looking for any more bombs appalling. We had enough of that during the war. Old notebooks, different covers gave the first hint of the lovers, the quietly hidden notes up to 1943 from MISSIS. Calorie, George, color two, county 41, month five, twice entered, two different death certificates, bottom of a page. In other words, other pages, other stories, other strategies, other bodies. Run, bulletproof. We need more proof, the secrets of your youth, the highlands and the riverboat, the old Kirk graveyard, the gravitas or stoic suffering of past years, the hints and deliberations, the catabasis unsolved, escaping from the rumors, separate freedoms resolved, unresolved, a maze is a labyrinth when there is no wrong direction, the dust from the past have tales of circumspection. They swear on a stack of Bibles, I'm told, about bold and dashing George Calloway and Mary Cotton. Who is from where and who said what when is a muddle, is confusion, clear as foggy bog and crystal goblet. Writing, we weave the stumble, love, tragic, all magic, all fiction, all made up for pomade, pomade, except the pulses of fingertips on keyboards that conjures life's parade. George went on and on about his love of fish and chips in the high street of Saffron Hill. Mary loved him, loved him so much so that his stories became hers. These she loved and retold as her own around the old Kirk graveyard, sometime around midnight, nearly this time of year. Mary and George went strolling, arm in arm, smiling, smiling. Oceans apart, countries apart, the matters of the heart, that's another thing entirely. The gangs without pangs of guilt who killed, blood spilled. And after she, disappearing husband, number three, wanted to spend her life with he. Cruelty, run across the sea. After he ran from his wife, ex-life, bullet in the head. 48,000 square miles, not enough to hide. Come on over to the other side, finding Mary again after the war. With misery in a string, a string, Mary Cotton is sped up, tied up, tied up, strung up by the neck with the string. Who was to figure, to decipher? This is the way the story would be told. Dark, black, nursery rhyme, the dancing, the singing. How are you singing it now? Laying and rotten, rotten, down to the bone. Never to be forgotten, Mary is dead, eyes wide open, frozen in bed, for doubling over men who were giants next to her four foot eleven reign of terror. Arsenic for Frederick, Charles, and James get a taste of it too. Some holiday ham, seasoned for George's delight, the savory sweet, the arsenic powder, the dinner, the ending in hanging, the hanging, the string of the nursery rhyme, the murderers murder their spouses. We have holiday cheer with sweet treats dusted with arsenic sweet, the rotten deeds ending in poison desserts. They could be made up, they could be real. Now it's just ghost haunting old Kirk graveyard sometime around midnight, nearly this time of year. Dapper behind him, swave in the past, the last waltz had been danced. 
no more strolls, no more ice in the couple, a dyad no more. After the rope, after his escape, escape to no escape, the boat to oblivion, no more. No more white roses, no more satin blouses, no more black suits, the couple lying separately like their former lovers, six feet beneath the ground. To be continued. Thank you. That was incredible. Thanks for that. Yeah, I would definitely love to hear more of that. Okay, so next up we're going to Generalissimo. There we go. It wasn't one of me on mute before. Okay, let me pull up these poems for you. Okay. So I did a workshop yesterday afternoon. These poems are all from that workshop. I'm trying to interpret the wind. I'm at my wit's end with you, wind, the way you blow through conversations. I have tried to comprehend your tongue. I've been told there is no language outside your repertoire. Your general style of communication is a clusterfuck of weather patterns. I'm enamored with how your breathy spring breezes help erase winter, winter doldrums. Your soft summer exhalations that spread the seductive scent of magnolias on late afternoon rainstorms after late afternoon rainstorms feels like a gift from a hopeless romantic. But hopeless romantics don't celebrate autumn by destroying whole coastal towns with various categories of hurricane gales. Why do you choose to spend the winters assisting the snow by blowing it horizontally? Is it just so someone will call you blizzard and maybe a high school will name a sports team after you after they rid themselves of an offensive tomahawk-waving Indian? I think you are not so much multilingual, but potentially burdened with multiple personalities. Dr. Josephine Gaia is a climate psychologist in Berkeley, California, who offers her services on a sliding scale. She has helped many natural disasters turn their lives around. One famous tornado transformed itself into the most popular water slide park in Nebraska. She helped a family of forest fires find their way to start an artisan custom organic charcoal briquette factory using tr trimmed tree branches from people's yards and utility company tree trimmings. Maybe you can finally realize your dream of opening that string of B&Bs that look like terror from Golden Gone with the Wind with multiple magnolia trees surrounding the property. A perfect place to hold small intimate weddings and go for romantic getaways. After all, you are a hopeless romantic. Next is called Please Yield When Making Life-Changing Decisions. There seems to be an overabundance of yield signs wherever I drive my rogue. I think a rogue element of public works sign people are stalking me and following the follies that is my life. I was driving through a mountain pass in Vermont strewn with danger falling rock signs that transformed into red and white triangles that read, beware everything, enter at your own risk, slow down, don't trust good news, don't accept large bills, even from friends because who knows who they know might be part of a counterfeiting ring due to a gambling debt. In Maine, 
It isn't uncommon to see beware black ice signs on bridges. These signs turn to triangles that say, it's time to ask your therapist for an extra session unless you spin out and flip your box and SUV life into a ditch. In Alabama, there are no signs warning of love bugs, huge flies that fly around in flagrante delicto and inevitably smash into windshields, creating a goo worse than bird crap. This in flagrante fly stew turns into tiny metal triangles that leave me emails and voicemails that tell me that my life is messier than ever, so I shouldn't be ashamed to hire a house service. Yield signs are not stop signs. They can, though, cause an unwarranted sense of fear and impending danger, and all they're there for is to slow down the traffic in our brains just enough to help us think things through. And finally, I have one called Why I Have an Aversion to Spiral Staircases. I recently helped a friend move into a house with a spiral staircase. The spiral staircase extended past the floor it stopped at, continued through the ceiling and roof, and climbed its way through the stratosphere to the moon. When I returned, I trapped moon dust on his antique Turkish rug that crossed the Atlantic with his great-grandmother. How could I explain to my friend that while he was unpacking spatulas and books, I learned the moon was not made of cheese? Luckily, I had brought a bounty of goodies from the farmer's market to divert attention from the fact that I might slip myself a mushroom. I sliced four thick slices of spongy buckwheat walnut bread, spread a thin layer of artisan mustard made with black, brown, and yellow mustard seeds, rice wine, vinegar, manuka, honey, figs, coriander seed, and white pepper. Topped it off with a slice of ashy winded, slightly sour tasting, semi-soft sheep milk cheese, and fresh sage, then closed it shut with another slice of bread. I heated my friend's famous well-seasoned cast iron skillet his Aunt Mildred gave him when he helped her move to a nursing home. Aunt Mildred used that skillet to win four blue ribbons for fried chicken at the county fair in Tullahoma, Tennessee. He proudly displayed in a shadow box on the kitchen wall. I placed the sandos in, a, in the hot, dry skillet till I could smell the bread turn a lovely, toasty, golden brown flipped it over till the other side toasted, removed the culinary masterpiece to masterpieces to paper plates and sliced them diagonally. My friend took a first bite and made a grunt that could have accompanied a minor orgasm. Jesus, the mustard and the sage are so amazing, and this cheese is everything. But in the end, a masterful melty grilled cheese sandwich was not enough to melt away imaginary moon dust from the Turkish rug. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'll, I'll put the. Uh, I'm going to put a, uh, a a link for the workshop, and yeah. I think the link says that you have to be over fifty to do it, but you don't really. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Yeah. Please do that. Thank you. You're welcome. So next, we're going to go to Holly. Yep. Cool. Um, so I have um, a couple of new pieces, one that literally I've just finished writing, so really, really new shit, um, and one that's old I wrote last year, but I don't think I've read it here yet, so um, I'll start with the newer stuff. Uh, see if I can find it. Okay, uh, so first one, 
is called Ash. Flames destroy your image, but they don't rid my mind of you. I watch the flames jump and pop, turning your memories to ash. The picture of us on my wedding day, your face so full of pride. Your jumper, the one I wore for months after you died. It was comfort, warmth, and smelled of you. The next best thing to the hug that I would never have again. But now that thought makes me sick, and I shudder before the fire. I can't burn away the blood in my veins, my past, or my memories. I can't burn away my love for you, no matter how hard I try. No matter how fast I run, you'll never be far behind. The tears in my eyes streak the light from the flames until they're extinguished and I'm cold again. That's the first one, thank you. Uh, so the next one I'm going to read is literally one that I've just this minute finished, so it's not typed up. So, um, I don't have a title for it yet. The bus driver with the pixie cut, who smiled that kindly smile, letting me off the price of a ticket when I couldn't find my card. The redhead in the Doc Martens and ripped jeans, whose eye I didn't even try to catch as we passed by each other in the street. The barmaid in South Shields with the dark eyes and pierced tongue. We chatted for a while, then I left without a word. That's how I seem to see the world now, since he moved out. Every stranger is merely their fucking potential. I see a smile, notice the eyes, that specific kind of smile, style. Imagine saying hi, ask about the book they're reading. Do people really do that nowadays? Chat up strangers from anywhere but behind a computer screen? That's just not me. The forced flirtation. Over-eager expectations. Bringing up the size of my tits before you bother to find out my name. It may not be real, but maybe it's easier that way. And the last one that I'm going to read is an old one, um, but I haven't read it before because it's very autumnal, so I've been waiting for autumn to read it. It's called Samhain. How I find my joy in this blessed equinox, this strange spell, when darkness brings leather's end and mortality is especial. Gold, emerald, and ruby glows. Everyday treasure falls in beautiful repose. Miniature soldiers in their pot pan armor rattle, with sycamore choppers and chestnut missiles do battle. Then inside before dark to avoid maternal wrath, stomachs are warmed with pies and broth. This season of poets, Stoker, Shelley and Poe, their creatures given life and put beloved on show. Nostrils fill with damp earth and crisp air, spice scents playing like cobweb snare. Autumn brides blush behind golden blooms, while ghosts and ghouls lay grave in their tombs. Harvest moon gleams off black cat smiles, gourds grotesquely dressed in reaper's smiles. Trick-or-treat fingers snatch sugary sweets, giving thanks through toffee-stuck teeth. Warm sunsets shine through lava skies late, upon Samhain, the pagan's blessed fate. Thank you. 
Thanks, Holly. That second one was fucking awesome. Thank you. Ah, I liked it. Um, okay, let's check this list. Alright, I think we've lost the list, even though it's in the chat. Um, Aaron? Do you... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think we're going to music. I think. Ah, then we're not. Yeah, like he's going to be here about nine. So, um, Bat, do you want to get do... up? do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would work. He's like, no, he doesn't want you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could go. Yeah, go for it. I'll just read till Ted is here. Um, so uh, this is not new shit, but I thought I'd try something interesting with screen sharing. So here we go. And we will be reading from Tenderloin Haikus, but we will be having visual aid today. This is actually um, brown jug, baby, brown jug. A text from Lester Moore was a dear friend of mine. I was like, he's one of the first native San Franciscan friends I made when I first moved there. <clears throat> and he died uh, last year of like severe. He had been battling cancer for like probably 10 years. Anyways, Lester helped me almost every move I ever made in San Francisco with him and his, he was a drummer. And his name, Lester Moore, was from Less is Moore as a drummer. So anyways, but because of my well-known love for the brown jug, which is on, or was on, oh crap, Hyde and Turk, Eddie, I think, in Tenderloin, I live just up the block past this rainbow. Like, that's where my building is on the other side of that laundry. Anyways, um, he took a picture of it being closed, which was sad. So this is the Tenderloin haiku about the brown jug. That's right, I said it. The heart of the Tenderloin is closed. Cry, cry, cry. That beer is for tears. Let them fall with honor, friend. For the dead it ends. With closed shutters and a nasty government sign. What does that shit say? Can't stop to read it. Can't stop shake, shaking at it. Find another bar. The hammer came down, and now we don't know where to find Jojo. Flack playing. First, there was Charles, dressed in his pa tennis pastels, cutting such figures, a Sephardic Jew proclaiming secret royalty, plying us with boozed Byzantine accounts, New York high finance hijinks, SF swingers clubs, possible porn shoots, and Christine Lagarde's pussy. Up for it. Could he have a go? Settlers get the land, pioneers get the arrows, Charles just lost his key. And then let's see. I have other photos. And there's one that I wanted to share. I don't think I've ever read this one. This guy, if you can see him behind his um, shopping cart. my I parked my motorcycle in the garage just behind him. And so he always would like, I would always just talk to him and give him cigarettes and stuff. And his name was Flash. And um, yeah, so anyways, Flash was really cool. 
And sometimes if I had to like go do something and I couldn't, or like I couldn't, he would like watch out for my bike or whatever. Like if I needed to run, just, I can't know why, I don't know why I would have left my bike there, but I remember him watching it for me. But now I've got to find the poem. Where is Flash's poem? Oh, here we are. My friend Flash. His regal neckline, all the angles all dignified, but Flash needs a bath. Oh, how I wanted to let him shower in mine. A good clean could mean a better mood for the street. The Olive Alley. Flash looked out for me. Flash guarded things when needed behind the great American. Raggedy Andy, smile bright like his name. Flash would twist off all his dreads and then burn them in the street. Bad luck, leaving your hair wild for just anyone to use against you. Sometimes, the crazier men would kick Flash from his doorstep. He'd win it back soon. Be selling his street sheet, keeping all of safe passage for drunken ramblers. Flash made my day. We shared smokes, lit his hair on fire, never shared a beer. This is my regret. If you see him, say hello. Tall, sunshiny Flash. I thought it was crazy I took this picture from Google Maps and Flash was sitting there. Like, and I had already moved to Scotland, which was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, so I think that's the only ones that I'm going to do today. Stop share. Uh, Ham, do you want to go? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, hi. Hi, let me unmute myself. Hey, hi. Yeah. I really, I've been really enjoying everything today. I, I mean, I enjoy it every time, but uh, like some of the references people have made, I'm like, oh, I have poems with references like that in them and like the Scarlet and the whatever Holly did. Oh, God bless you. Everything today was, I was like, oh my God, just hearing people have like feelings is nice. I think maybe, I don't know. Like I hang out with all these comedians and it's not like having feelings is a bad thing. You know, like as a comic, maybe, I don't know. But it's so nice to like, uh, it's like express true expression and with using, I just, I love everything today. Okay. Okay. Let's see. This is, uh, I've got my old like thesis in front of me and I just, I, it's so funny because I, I wrote it so many years ago and some things are still really topical. And then, and then I'm like, I wrote that? How did I write that? Does that ever happen to anybody else where you're like, I wrote, I wrote that? It's weird. Okay. Um, this is called Interpret Something New. Let's move trends and submit to something. Planes flying in and out of history. My world is affected by reflection, by what is happening now. Everything sticks to the quality of our values and aesthetics. I will stand by my merit to be experimental and pretty, quote, science and germination. More queers and Palestinians, it's time to speak. We have space for you. Tether me to something. In this unusual world, a voice emerges. And now I'm getting serious. My exciting story. Please hijack me, I am getting boring. Fooling myself into believing my own reflection. My heart is full of eggs, and I need to escape this train. I don't even know what this is about. You know, it's like when sometimes you do a lot of drugs in your uh, 30s, and then you write poems about it. 
I don't even know. I don't even know what that's about. Oh, please hijack me. Yeah, I, you know, most of my stuff, I, tr I try to be this, I try to be this romantic person. I think the problem is that I am this romantic person. It's hard. Um, because no one's romantic anymore. Oh, I learned something new from a child this week. Because, like, um, I hang out with a lot of young people. Like, and by children, I mean people in their 20s. I'm sorry if I offended anybody with that. But they're really funny about this ghosting thing. And when they don't want to have a – if anything bad happens, they never fix it. They just disappear. And that's, like, this disposable person kind of thing that people are now disposable. And I don't know why this generation has that. Maybe it's because of the swiping and the phone stuff. And it's, like, you're a person now. You We didn't – something happened. And instead of fixing it, like, old people – I mean, you I fix relationships or whatever. You just apologize, and they just toss you away like you're a piece of tissue paper. Like I even reuse my tissue paper sometimes, right? Okay, now I'm just now I'm just okay. Um, I'm trying to find. I was looking at these, and I'm like, I know what I want to read, and then I'm like, I don't know what I want to read. Um, how about how about this through train windows? Let's get beheaded and take three generations of your family with us. I have an informant to help me with translation. Let's get on an old Soviet train and fuck in the bathroom. Some, some suspicious conductor will turn us into the Gestapo. How daring, coming through the foggy wood, me wearing my ghost shoes, the secret sounds made by the mouth, how ugly feels in my hole, how pretty curls the lips to crescent. Words beyond darkness in the throat, a life and death theme in paraphrase, the shadow of a showdown. Brought back with CPR, the stranger inflates my lungs. Let's be sublime, don a ridiculous hat, scream to the golden streets of youth, and all the people in the front row lean, press their cheeks on the frozen window to see the dust outside. Okay, one more, and this is weird. This is like kind of inside baseball, po inside baseball poetics. Some of it, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, self worth. Create a valueless product. By devaluing, you bring value to the devalued. Don't worry, I'll give it back to you. Make it ring clear and true. Pam could not be more polite in the way she seeks fame. Let's promote our own activity. Somewhere I have value. In someone's blurb deep in the industry. Stand with anarchy. I guess we could turn negative value back, giving you attention. Give blurbs to unknown readers. You find your name on the back of a book, on a train, on your way to work. An institutionalized gift, capital G, just for you. Maybe we're just neo-value, post-value, some paradox of value, a plan for the length of the value, and we wouldn't want to break with the plan. Okay, so that was me today. All right. You guys are great. I fucking love you. It's loud guy that clapping. Who's up next? Yay! Snaps. Lamb snaps. Open mic snaps. Um, Ted's here now. Hi, Ted. I'm unmuting you. I think you could unmute yourself. Okay. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, cool. 
Locked out and chapping your hide. Exactly right. <laughs> so lame. Yeah, it's getting pretty tiresome. Um, so anyways, Ted and I used to work together in San Francisco when I did a Dirty Blues um, project where we only did songs about drinking, fucking, killing, and being a whore. And that was fun. And then sometimes they, I would sit in with his band at various places, like in Vernal Heights, I think, in the Mission. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Anyways, so what you got for us tonight, Ted? I got a couple songs, Aaron. Let's see what we got here. Crank <clears throat> up my engine and let out the clutch. This town has never really shown me much. Catch a gust of wind. I think I'll go down to Henrietta. I'm going down to Henrietta. If I'm going down at all. I'll wrap myself round town, big as Spain. Bloom over Texas like oncoming rain. No more sleepless nights. I think I'll go down to Henrietta. I'm going down to Henrietta If I'm going down all I'll barrel in like a drunk debutante Stagger down any avenue I want Catch a gust of wind I think I'll go down to Henrietta I'm going down to Henrietta if I'm going down at all. That song's kind of good. Thank you. I got one more for you, Aaron. Okay, cool. I've slept 
down by the engine. I've gone and gotten seasick. There's a hat, a million oceans, and my love for you is true. I've composed a lot of letters. I've asked some burning questions. I've used lousy punctuation. But my love for you is true. Sway, gird down the midway, seen the ends of many rainbows. Compromise is not an option, but my love for you is true. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for coming out, Ted. It's my pleasure. I, would, I normally would like to stick around, but I got a, actually an a online show in about an hour and a half, so I'm going to take Oh, really? Off. Wait, yeah. it, how, do, how do we... I do an Instagram uh, weekly on Wednesday nights. Wednesday. Oh, right, right, right. So I just like type your name, because I'm going to be up, so I should listen to it. Yeah, a couple hours from now. <laughs> okay, cool. I right. love you all. I wish I could listen to everybody's poetry and write it, writing because I love it. Last time I really enjoyed it, but I'll see you next time, okay? Okay, cool. Have fun tonight. I'll listen in. Um, all right, so we should probably should go on the break, y'all. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. So we'll be back at 9 20. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. 
My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size. Please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. 
It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it. And don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Poetry Part 2 of Choose Poetry, Choose Life here at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Zooming live from Glasgow, Scotland. Yes, Andy Talbot sold out book. Yes, Old Wounds, New Skin. Can't get any more, can you? Huh, he's going to have to write another book. Nope. <laughs> he's going to have to write another one. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Is our room back yet? I don't think she's back yet. Do you, you want to say some words though about your book and how happy you are and how amazing it is and and how like I saw your posts online. Are, are, why are you not yeah, going to do another? Why are you not going to do a third printing? The 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 audience is clamoring. Uh, it's, I pushed out to do two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've sort of got like another one almost ready. Kind of. Not really. Like a little bit. But I'm not I'm not gonna do anything for the rest of the year, I don't think. I'm excited for Friday. Yeah, Our show me on too. Friday. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm gonna zoom it from Are my you house. gonna do some comedy as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll probably right. do some comic poems. And uh, also, awesome. you know, do my thing. I'm I'm super stoked though to listen to your to listen to a big big swath of Andy Talbot. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do like I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Should probably try and figure that out soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf, so if you wanna kick up another person. Yeah, cool. We'll just... 
Um, I'll go if you want, and then wait while they're in, I'll wait in Perrin. Um, so yeah, anyone who's coming along on Friday, uh, Pam and I have a like a sort of. Is there other people on, or is it just us? I don't know. I, I might just be us. Ah. <coughs> I can. Hey, I tune can him tell. Friday and find out. <laughs> yeah. So me and Pam are gonna do like a, a core event as part of the fringe. Um. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. But these are um, these are three things I've written this week. Um, so there's a every time with this cat. Seriously, it's becoming a thing. Right. Cool. Um. What yeah. So that these are name that is so. Oh, so that that's nymph. Okay. Um. So the the heating's on and the boiler is in the corner. So what he started to do is climb on top of the boiler and like sleep on top of that. And that somehow gets in your way. Well, no, because he, he was asleep and then as soon as oh. I started talking, he like, he jumped over me to get there and I was up there. Okay. Yeah. He's a diva. <laughs> I, don't he, I, don't know, I don't know where he gets it from. Um, yeah, anyway, this is, uh, these are three new poems that I wrote this week. Um, Hopefully I can read my own writing because that just looks like a bunch of scribble. Um, yeah, so this first one is some angry work poetry. Um, I don't know if, if you've spoken to me for any length of time, you probably know that I don't really like where I work. Um, yeah, this is called Workplace. This room is cold. Cold like the glass I want to smash the windows open, but I can't breathe. I feel all of their eyes and it's suffocating. Of course, I'm overreacting. And you tell me I need to take time to gather myself, but got chastised for taking the time to gather myself on the days when it was too much. Back in the time before this feeling was given a name, so I'm stuck. It's never enough, and right now I can only see one way this ends. But I'm too proud to quit, and I'm doing more than enough to earn my keep, which is more than could be said for you. Boss, hypocrite, the blind leader of those you refuse to grant sight. Yeah, I probably could have read that a bit angrier, but yeah, that's that one. Um, this next one's called Shower. Can't pull round today. Sleep was stolen, so I tried tea, but longed to nap. This cold morning shower, surprisingly warm and refreshing. With the soundtrack from Eternal Sunshine, I leave the room spotless and awake. Yeah, and then this last one doesn't have a title. Snooze alarm once. Okay, twice. Okay, three times, but then you really must get up. Skip breakfast. Never skip coffee. Feed cats, find clothes, brush teeth, leave the house. Grab another coffee on the way, arrive at work in the piss and rain, Prepare for small talk. Prepare for boring. Breathe. You are ready. Get out of the car. Smile. This last part is optional. And that's me. Like I said in the chat, I think it's cool you write longhand. So do I. 
Andy, I want you to send me that poem. If you'll send that first one to me, like uh, via messenger, I want to read it. it you, I feel like you were speaking my heart on that. So thank you. Yeah, no, I will. I will. Um, okay. Yeah. Who's next? For now, well, Willie Gowans or Goins, Gowans, I would say, but I'm not. It's, uh, Gowans. it's Willie Gowans, yeah. Willie Gowans, yeah. Hi there. Hi, uh, I've got some poems to read here. I'm just going to keep my camera off. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah, I've got a few poems here. The first one is called The Woods. The Woods. Through the branches, see the sky. In the woods, the bodies lie. Moss and lichen hang around. Roots embedded in the ground. Little wonder they were never found. In a clearing there is a mound giving forth an eerie sound. There is a beast who must feast. The ritual's just begun. The beast's name through fire and flame is chanted. Never rest. There will be death. It's what the devil wanted. Thank you. Second poem, empathy, empathy. What do we feel for each other? Sister, brother, mother, the need to be together. How do we feel for the stranger in danger? Do we feel it all? It's a mall. Thank you. Next poem, reaction, reaction. People who stand on high will tell you that after you die, it's all laid out. <coughs> There's no doubt. Faith will carry you through. <coughs> another place, another race, have a different faith. They have taught their children long. Think like this. Think like that. With the absence of fact, they both react. Next poem would be, they got in, they got in, crunch glass, rainbow flash, breath mist, despair kiss, mosaic scattered around, puncture in my soul, the bastards, they got in. Thank you. Uh, next one would be, the price of tea. The price of tea. I was just passing, you see. Sat down and ordered some tea. The cup, it came forward. That's five pound as ordered. I sat there at ease, drinking exotic teas. When it was drunk, tea bag sunk. Refill with more water, please. If you do the math, that's price cut in half. It's the Scotsman in me, you see. Thanks. Sisters and brothers. Sisters and brothers are so unlike lovers, unless it's the incestuous kind. The human condition is in no position to determine which way you sway. Sometimes you're out, sing and shout. 
sometimes you hide away. Close, just wait, can determine your fate. Cross, you have to bear. Now boys will be boys, girls will be girls, in a multitude of different styles. It's humanity's way, I just want to say. Make the best of all your decisions. Give it a go. What is poetry for? To open a door, to explore. Experience poetry raw, straight from the maw. Words hard to find, so deep they bind. But words can be found to explore and expound. Flowers and fairs, love and affairs, the conscious stream of rat. Poetry says in so many ways, mental resource, physical force. Thanks. Next poem. Here's looking at you. Here's looking at you. Do you think you would know you if passing in the street? Took the shock of meeting knock you off your feet. I look at you. You look at me. Ourselves we cannot see. We are made to look ahead, ignoring of the sun. Stare, if you dare, so intimate without the sense of touch. The power of the mind knows what's behind when all eyes are on you. The ego and id, behind the eyes are hid. Ineffable deep sparkle you seek from the stars we came. And last poem, uh, faith in color. Purple in the Christian faith for Jesus Christ to mourn and white to celebrate the Holy Son reborn from green and black did Islam start. To Allah, both are true. The Israelites with Moses took 10 tablets, sapphire blue, where, whose holy words are to this day as if the world is round. Lord Rama and Krishna knew with faces blue that every hue could transcend and renew a sublime and innocent sight prayer all in white but inside the mind there's a struggle in kind to find the rainbow in there thank you very much thank you very much everybody thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Willie. Thank you. And um, we have Jill for dance. Yes. Who is not on the side of the road? I'm not. No, I'm not on the side of the road. I'm I'm sitting on my couch in my house. If a truck were to hit me, I'd be really surprised right now. Um, and I, I have two poems. One is a fall poem-ish, um, even though fall is not happening yet here. Um, okay, here we go. 
after Camus' Invisible Summer. Uh, this poem is way less hoity-toity uh, than it sounds already. Today, seven pinches of dandelion caught in ash on the tomato leaves. Six times I wished for the gift of estivation. Seventh, for the death of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. I don't want it to be this way, and yet it is. I am desirous, not of the torpor of the hummingbird or what happens to a resurrection fern, of sleep that hides from me at night, rubs its muzzle on a window pane. Make me dormant as a dogwood, and I'll be your buckeye, green ahead of you. Take my hand, I'm seating out before the others. Fall, while you are in your summer, arranging my venation, I'll be leading the parade. And how about a brand new poem? Uh, here's a poem called Silver Charms. I stopped the dark car, sorry, I stopped the car five dark times. On the hard fist of a night, I told him what I knew. Twice in the valley, twice in the grazing fields east of Farmington, once in the dim light of our town, I don't know why I believe it. When you cross paths with the fox of fortune, unclench your jaw, hold out your arms. Good is coming. Have you come to a stop for one? It's sudden, slick, beauty, a silent hunter, and a consecration. It's just your two hearts. Expect this blessing twice a year if you are good looking for good in this world, hard as it may be, I took in what the foxes said. Show him your empty palms. Be soft as a pelt. You have a scissor mind and you can clench your jaws. Thank you guys. Thank you, Jill. You. Pat wants to go. I'm being pulled by a little invisible bird in my ear. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Aaron communicate by raven. Wow. <laughs> it's from Glasgow to Belfast. <laughs> Um, I found loads of like rude stuff I wrote in a workshop. So I've been monitoring all the workshops. So I've been writing in them. So you know, it's kind of like I don't normally write confessional or like rude stuff, but um, maybe I'll read that one after. Where do you have a bones? I can't read. Um, this one's called "If the Moon Didn't Speak So Loudly." If the moon didn't speak so loudly, if I could hush, hush my words like stars behind a cloud. If September surrenders its stillness to the spires of August. If the silver sliver of a whisper didn't hammer out the beams of charge traversed through the deep world of night, the footsteps of felled trees, 
and the daisy-chained hullabaloo of all the world's light bulbs blew tacking together the primrose field of human thinking. I would grab hold of the stern, bebopping rap of eternity, whittling away at its, at its sticks, and nail down the importance of taking action and small steps. I would, I would stare into the wide space of impossibles and speak up with the flesh, blood, bone, and realness of a body that spends 8% of its existence in the mind's darkness. Um, another one. Like it's getting all wrapped. <laughs> like a really, a really sensitive wrap. Um, it's called Mind Injury. Knowing arrives here, a whale song born from deep oceans, traversing salty caves, fear made ourselves too lazy to explore. Space comes breathable inside movement. This pen dribbling across paper lightens the sole torch that burns water as fuel. Every window holds a song of everything. Outside pain float notes and instruments. Inside pain, the same things. Even with years of practice, the height of a stone pier will likely remain the same. <coughs> waves wilt, murky moves on, the current pulls weeds from the sea floor. Where anchors cut in deep, of mental injury left behind dentures, while the ethereal surface gives back no self or sky in its clear symphony. Um, yeah, okay, and then the stuff I wrote, because I, I wrote a lot more poems this week than I thought I did, because I was just um, monitoring the sessions for this bit and fringe, and, um, and yeah, and just, and just writing without really thinking. So this is like one, Kind of long poem, which is actually just like a bunch of exercises I did. Um, in this life, I loved you more times than I wanted you to stop standing on my mattress. In that life, I wanted to step like an elephant onto a typewriter, no longer scared of a mouse. In that life, night and people watched. My friend stood listening in our corridor through the gap in my door. In that life, the moments I loved you are circles, and the moments I hated myself are triangles. In that life, I wore my words around my neck, along with my favorite rapper t-shirt. In that life, I gave, <laughs> I gave you free French beer, hoping to make you more receptive to my poetry. A car wheel drops half an inch as it rolls over a drain cover. How much light can you fit into a teacup? How warm and how cold can another person's bum be to touch? How fast does the ground move and how strongly can you feel the pull of an inner compass choking you from the stomach up? How many almost kisses can exist in love? I came and felt eyes searching for forgiveness. My eyes happy never ask for forgiveness. But it's written on a placard underneath the flask I gave you for your birthday, which sits behind a giant sculpture of my teenage right hand, 
both proof I lost my wings trying to quench the fur. And I thought, no. All right, thank you. Well, you guys, we are at 20 minutes till close, and Bart was our last go. So, anybody want to go again, or want to go that hasn't gone and was like feeling tentative and wants to close us out? I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Better release the bow. <laughs> you. Uh, all right. you want me to go right now? Sure. Oh, hi, Andrew. Okay. I'm going to have to find where I had this thing. Yeah, I'm muting me. everybody except Generalissimo. Sorry. That's okay, sweetie. She called me sweetie. Oh my god. <laughs> sweetie darling. Why we should be thankful for the existence of Hollywood Squares. Oh my god. The reason I prefer gracias to thank you is not because I am a Sephardic Jew whose family escaped Spain to the Isle of Rhodes in Turkey during the Spanish Inquisition. It is not because my grandmother spoke Ladino, a dead form of Spanish from the 1400s, kept alive by Sephardic Jews for centuries. It is because thank you has a hard K that can take a gracious phrase and a sarcastic and mean direction. Thank you sounds like it was coined by the late Paul Lind during an argument with Charles Nelson Riley over whose turn it was to occupy the center square. Gracias sounds like it is made of silk chiffon. Gracias dances across the tongue like a first dance waltz, expertly executed by a bride and groom who took two months of ballroom classes from Russian instructors and now glide across the dance floor like Fred and Ginger. When I say gracias, I hear the word grace. I speak a language I know a few words of. It is so universal in its grace and elegance. It also gave us de nada. You are welcome. Gracias, everyone. I think if we go in order, it's Jill next. If she's willing. She's willing. Um, she's just having trouble pulling up the poem she wants to read. Uh, she's trying so hard. <laughs> she's trying so hard. Oh, sent mailbox is what I need. Uh, okay, so the poem got gently rejected recently. Uh, okay, but but it, truly, it was a nice rejection. Uh, I think it was because they were worried they'd get sued if they published it. Ooh, <laughs> tell me more. Okay, okay. The Dr. Phil Show, season 13, episode 78. To look is an act of choice, John Berger. 
The next guest is the man who tried to rape you. The clip is on autoplay on YouTube. He slept with over 300 women, say the Chirons. He blames his mother, he tells the doctor. It is past your bedtime. You vomit on yourself because the clip was uploaded in 2015. When you were not among the number, you were with an animal. You fought like one. Quiet. Have you noticed that? Prey escapes noiseless. When I left that room, he covered his bleeding ear. And a man I knew pulled out a chair for him. And a man I'd go on to marry said it was time for me to go. We're all just like uh, slack jawed. Um, wow, thank you. Damn. Gently rejected. Why would they be sued? Well, okay, I don't even want to. <laughs> yeah, well, they they really appreciated it. Um, they really liked it. They really walked around an issue. This is this is not the first time this has happened with this poem. Huh. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it yeah, is a hard poem to place. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. yeah. <clears throat> I have a couple about similar subjects. And yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> been interesting, like making them yeah. public and sharing them. Um, okay, so I guess fifth, where are you next? Try to keep track. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Like I'm skipping somebody, but I'll go through and look again too. Also, I'm not. Okay, I've done I've done this one before, but not here. But it's uh, one of the uh, old shit, new shit ones. This was written, I think, back in 1987, and it's called "The Anguish of One." I'm going to cry until the skin wears away my face. I'm going to cry until the tears don't look out of don't say that I can't just because I'm a man. I can. I loved you so much it hurts to be alone in this world without you beside me. I'm lonely. It's you that I miss. You and you only. I haven't yet mastered the art of living alone. I'm glad that I don't have a phone because every time it rang I would think it was you. I miss your smile. The smile that would clear the clouds from the sky and the grass would go green and lush when children laugh so cheerfully. Life got so calm and serene when you smiled. The gods relaxed their icy grips. Life glistened as though it was the first day of spring. The rivers flowed so bright and sparkling when you smiled. I miss your tears. That when you cried, the lambs laid down to rest and the buds curled up as if to die. Weirder willows hung low and seemed to sigh. When you cried, then you'd laugh and summer would start its shining glow and the sky would turn blue and bright, always day, never night. You laugh, but now my days are 
empty and happiness deserts me and solitude encapsulates, encapsulates my whole, my soul, my very day, my very day. Henry VIII, please. That's it. We're supposed to be bringing us up, not down, Finn. <laughs> it's a poetry of life. Dane? Yeah. Why I can't move anywhere near where Jill Brigance lives. Because of those people. They go sea of love, I go sea of misery. They go, oh, my pet toy poodle, I go, oh, my pet hyena. They go cuddle monkey, I go chimp ripped a woman's face off. They go tears of joy. I go crocodile tears. They go belly laughing. I go hacksaw stabbing. They go freedom and liberty. I go fuck COVID-19 dead. <clears throat> they go botanical garden. I go fuck look a flower growing out of the crack in the sidewalk. They look at the moon. I look in the mirror. They dance the foxtrot. I dance junkie shiver and shake. They go fruit cocktail. I go peach from the tree. They go, perm they go no to permaculture. I say no to culturally dead. Culturally dead is permanently dead, perma-dead. They say, yay, Trump. I go, I slam my car door on my dick. They say honor and duty. And I say, hey, what the fuck? Give me a cigarette, at, you know, after we do it. And, uh, you know, I, so I can uh, add to my collection of burns. I say Black Lives Matter. They say all lives matter. I go, uh, uh, okay. I'll give you that baby step on broken ankle logic, but I still say Black Lives Matter. Don't you forget it. I wake up when I get up. They wake up when they're dead. And Cool Hand Luke, Strother Martin, straws the line. What we got here is a failure to communicate. What we have here is an epidemic that will kill all of us dead. seasons. These poems wear Birkenstocks year-round complain when it gets cloudy in May. These poems take hairpin turns on roads hugging the Pacific. They would have learned to surf if they hadn't been so busy writing themselves. These poems think your ocean's on the wrong side. These poems came to Hollywood to become stars, but ended up in porn. They drove 3,000 miles to meet Timothy Leary, but he wouldn't see him. Harvey Weinstein harassed these poems. With Santa Ana's carry ashes, fluffy as snowflakes, these poems ignore orders to evacuate. These poems roll over and go back to sleep when earthquakes toss them from their beds. These poems hike near Yosemite waterfalls while climbers dangle from half dome. These poems saw their rents double due to an influx of tech workers. These poems can still see Ferlinghetti 
that city lights. These poems are so cool. <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have started that tenderloin thing. Now it's like I'm making me homesick. Um, I think I'm just going up. There's John and Jeff. Sure, I got a little one. Okay, uh, cool. We've been doing a lot of political themes tonight and this is just a silly thing uh, I think it was last year when a lot of the Brexit stuff was going on in the UK. Yeah, this is just a silly thing I put on Facebook when that was going on. Bojo was a man who thought he was a leader, but they knew he wouldn't last. Bojo tried to be the UK's great redeemer, but he was a horse's ass. Get back, get back. The EU's where you still belong. Get back, get back. The EU's where you still belong. Sweet Theresa May, she thought she had a Brexit, but she was another fool. All the MPs round her showed her to the exit. Now they're letting chaos rule. And just repeat chorus. <laughs> Did we all sing? Get. Sorry. I started to, but I do know what else would. Um, okay, so Jeff goes, and then I don't want to, we're going to close out with Stilly. <gasps> Who's here? Stilly's made an appearance! Um, I feel like Andy said he'll go after Jeff. Um, I don't really know what to read, so it's, it's all right, I think. Are you okay? Um, yeah, I think I'm all right. All right. Okay. Did I miss everybody? Anybody who wants to go again before? I, I can go again, Willie Gowans. Okay. Hello. Go again. All right. You want me to go now? Yes. Go the now. Right. Uh, poem here. Uh, no lives matter. No lives matter. We are here on a finite line, living, loving, hopefully having a good time. But look around what can be, can be found behind our polished veneer. Hard it is, not easily chipped. Washed with tears, it disappears. Vulnerable, naked, before life. We must strive to stay alive. You must know life matters. Got another one if you want. Anxiety. Thinking can't stop. Even when not, till the beat, the beat of my heart. Confusion abounds, thinking not sound. I can feel the heat creeps up from my feet. Blood flowing around, I hear every sound. Can't sit down. Thoughts in my mind, all the same kind. Can't find the answers I need. Chest it is tight, now panic and fright. No end in sight. No reason or rhyme, no trigger or sign. Now breath I take deep, slumber and sleep, the dread of the next time. I've got one more if you can do it. It's a bit of a comedy one, this. Uh, mirror signal maneuver. Just to explain, uh, this is the four-stroke 
uh, internal combustion engine. Sook, squeeze, bang, blow. Sook, squeeze, bang, blow. Can you feel the power draw like fireworks in flight, flames they ignite? Now into gear, that's power you hear. Not to 60 in no time at all. Right up his arse, going terribly fast. Without due care and attention, corners you'll find are taken with slide. Throttle twangs, pops and bangs. Adrenaline, a definite rush. Now blue lights behind, the driver declines and slips into a lower gear. Fear of being caught is the offender's lot as he makes a getaway clear. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Willie. Um, Andy actually is going to go because to change your mind is a Gemini prerogative. Yeah, right. Tell me about it. <laughs> Right, hang on, where am I at there? Yeah, I've just got, I was going to do something off my phone, but they're a bit short and they need work. And yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that this one doesn't need work, by the way. Um, right, yeah. Two seconds. I could die right now. And you'd never know. I could die right now, and you'd never know that. While I don't regret it, it makes me sad. Not only to think of the ending, but more of how we ended. And I still think of you. And I hope you think of me too, but the way you used to. During those days, we'll always remember. Not the way you did when it fell apart. When I fell apart. When we fell apart. When I left you alone on the side of the road in the dark. When... I turned my eyes elsewhere and lost sight of what truly mattered. Thanks. That's it. Okay. Light. So the lightning round is almost finishing. And there's been a poem posted in the chat. Should I read it live instead yes. of Mr. Peacock? Who wrote it? What do we think? Go for oh, it. Go for it? Okay. May... Oh, no. Wait, Mr. Peacock, do you want... I feel like I'm disobeying or, um, like, trespassing or something. But then, why put it in chat? What do you guys think? Everyone's silent. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to err on the side of caution. It belongs to the world now. I'm going to err on the side of caution, and we'll go with Stilly. Stilly, do you need to be made a co-host in order to share your screen? Hello? Hello. What do you want me to do, Madam? Do you want me to make you a co-host so you can share your screen? Uh, you can do, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> oh, no, we decided not to. I felt bad. You're out of time. <laughs> you wanted to polish up. So, you uh, send us a link to your next one, I'll probably come on then. <laughs> all right, cool. Right, okay, shall I go ahead? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, right then, um, it's nearly Halloween. I thought lots of people would be doing sort of um, scary stuff, so I've uh, got this out. I've only ever performed it um, to um, groups of people, not to uh, poets, but it is all about um, cursed, a cursed poet, a, 